0: Hello and welcome to the Senior Nominee Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew, and today we are going to be talking about man and being created in the image of God. But before we get into that, we will open in a little prayer from Scripture. And we are going to take this from the Gospel of John 13, verses 31 and following. Father and Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Amen. Father and Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So being made or really being created in the image and likeness of God, we're going to see how we do this. and I plan to kind of go over three different points, of just kind of showing this and how we are created in the image of God and try to explain it. So first I want to go over the intellect and free will. Then we're going to go over love and then community and unity in that exact order. So starting with intellect and free will. So we know that first that God is, ne- is necessarily omniscient and omnipotent. So we know that God not only knows all things being omniscient, but is also able to freely choose to do whatever he pleases within reason. And that'd be his omnipotence, his free will, if you will. No pun intended. Similarly, we look at man and we see that man has an intellect and is able to not only know what is in creation, but is also able to know God himself in a personal and intimate way, AKA the Eucharist and everything else so on and so forth. And with that, we also know that man has a free will. Not to say that you can, like, choose to fly because, you know, it must be within reason. But I'm, you know, I'm sure you're picking up on a putting down there. Free will. Able to choose our own decisions, our own actions. And with that, we're also able to choose to love because love is a free act. So, with love. Love is freely chosen and accepted, hence the free will. And we, for this, are going to look back to Genesis. If we look at the original Hebrew, and I think this is Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, we know that depending, well, it doesn't say in every translation, but in the original Hebrew, it would be saying that Adam knew his wife, knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain. Now, in the more modern translations, they say, like, he made love with or had relations with or something like that. But in the original Hebrew, it said he knew, and John Paul II in theology of the body actually kind of harps on this a bit. But it's still a really interesting point that God that like knew as, as a way of love. It's an interesting connection. But uh, moving on from there to even just like the family in general, we see the husband and wife, the lover and beloved, know each other or have you know go through a sexual act, and in so are co-creators and bring forth new life with God's help. And that itself would be the act of love, which that obviously models the Trinity. Third point, community and unity. So we know community is obviously that, you know, we see community and God because God is three persons, but it's still also unity because God is one. One God, three persons. Don't really know how that all works specifically. It's beyond our comprehension. But from that, we know that from Genesis that God did not intend for man to be alone and remember here okay so that like when we talk about man in this sense specifically we're talking about man per se not man as like masculine feminine that distinction because that distinction was not made yet between the sexes and if I'm not mistaken this was termed as like original solitude and, and theology of the body so with that we were also able to know that man must be in complete union like the trinity so this is seen not only with the sexual act between husband and wife as they become one flesh but is also with society at large and this we can see in aquinas um, in the summa theologiae the uh, first part question 103 article 3 it's a bit of a long quote so hopefully you'll be able to comprehend some of it if anything at all but he says once we observe That things resist division as far as they can and that dissolution of a thing arises from a defect therein therefore the intention of a ruler over a multitude is unity or peace now the proper cause of unity is one for it is clear that several cannot be the cause of unity or concord except so far as they are united furthermore what is one in itself is a more apt and a better cause of unity than several things united. Therefore, a multitude is better governed by one than by several. From this, it follows that the government of the world being the best form of government must be by one. This is expressed by the philosopher, and philosophy means by Aristotle in his metaphysics. Uh, Quote, things refuse to be ill-governed, And multiplicity of authorities is a bad thing. Therefore, there should be one ruler, end quote. So that can be kind of dense. But what we can pick up from this is that we know that unity resists division as far as it can. Okay. So anything that is one resists division. And we can see that even at something like the subatomic level of how see like atoms do not separate by themselves they are cohesively one unit with that Aquinas points out that it is better for there to be a unity as a governing body than for a multiplicity of governing bodies so we can see that in a government that maybe for example a monarchy is better to be all be united under one king than for there to be for it to be divided amongst five or six princes or what-have-you something to that effect because then we know that there is a lack of unity and there is be discord among the people. And with that, we can also see that gives us a little bit of an idea of why uh, Satan would try to isolate us under temptations. He tries to separate us from the community at large, like the mystical body of Christ. But looking more practically, how do we see this living kind of like this full, like living the full reality of the human person, kind of trying to incorporate what I've just Explain to you for the community and unity, love and intellect and free will. What well, we first can look at is the saints because they are really like the actualization of the reality of God's love for us and just how and show really just how present and how close He is with us at every moment. Because we see that the devil does try to isolate us from others and from God. Though this is impossible to like to isolate us from God, because all he can really do is kind of just put a blindfold over over our inner eye and try to construct a false understanding of reality within us. But he can never, ever truly sever us from God. All we have to do is just simply understand and also constantly remind ourselves that God is with us. We are his instruments in rebuking Satan, showing him that he will not win the war. We have already won the war. God has won. Christ has already died and rose. The pure, perfect sacrifice has already been given and is being given, and will be given, enabling us to reside in love for all eternity if we just but accept God's invitation. All we have to do is enter into the love, surrender ourselves to his will, and allow him to work through us. If we want to bring heaven onto earth, then this is the path to follow. Thank you. And make sure to like and subscribe at the CNN Nomad podcast YouTube, and have a great day.